0: What's going on, baby? It's Nathan Kennedy, The New Money Podcast, Episode 4, Why Understanding How Taxes Work Will Make You So Much Better at Life. How y'all doing, man? Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm really excited to bring another one to y'all. We're going strong. Fourth episode in, getting a lot of feedback on, you know, the different structure and how I'm delivering and sort of how I do my thing. You know, overall, it's been pretty positive, so I'm really happy about that trying to get better every single day so appreciate the love and support and and i really really want to thank you for tuning in today so as you're probably aware it's tax season and even if you're not into taxes you've probably seen all of the stuff in you know the news or your mom or whoever's telling you about it but it in fact is tax season they're starting to roll in your t4s and all that stuff's coming in and today i want to talk about why understanding how that game works in Canada specifically, I don't know if we have any Americans listening to this, but the Canadian tax system and why understanding that is actually going to make you a hell of a lot better at life. So because I do want to talk about a ton today and I really want to explain it well so I don't confuse anyone, it's probably going to be a two-parter. If you're listening to this right now, this is part one. So let's just dive on into it. So talking about taxes, snore, right? like next episode right it's important it's important that you understand and it's going to be an implication for the rest of your life no doubt about it eventually you're going to have to file taxes if you already haven't or figure out how you can optimize your taxes and and it's really going to become a big part of your life as you grow up and as you get into employment and things like that or if you're employed if you make more income etc so it is very important to understand so why do taxes matter and like, if you know, can you just bring it to an accountant and it's whatever, and you know, it's fine. Do I, do I even need to file? Everyone should file their taxes. Now, if you haven't and you haven't seen any repercussions, that's probably because you haven't made enough money to where you owe taxes. It's probably been withheld and you probably haven't gotten it back. So everyone should file their taxes and you're actually mandated to by the CRA. But the thing is the CRA will only come after you if you owe the money. <laughs> But my friend, you do not want to F with the CRA. There are a ton of penalties associated with it. And if you're really in deep, they might even freeze your assets. Like they will come after you and they will get what they're looking for. So I say we stay out of their hair, file your taxes. And I'm going to get into the benefits of filing regardless of if you made a lot of money or not. So the tax year ends like the regular year, December 31st, and taxes are due April 30th, hence why it's tax season. You're starting to get all those emails, notifications, whatever, your T4s are starting to roll in. And April 30th serves as the deadline for both provincial and federal taxes. You know, a few reasons why it's very important for 20-somethings to file their taxes is one, if you're not filing it or you're not filing it effectively, you're missing out on money on the table. You're leaving money on the table and money that you're definitely entitled to. Also, by filing your taxes, you're creating RRSP room, which you might not even know what the hell that means. And that's fine. But it's very important when we get to investing and things like that. And we talk about tax deferred accounts. Tax deferred just means you don't pay taxes until later on to allow the asset to grow more efficiently. So by filing your taxes, you're actually creating room for that retirement account to contribute to. So that's really important later on. And you really just want to keep the CRA out of your life, like I said earlier. So it's crucial that you know sort of how it works and how the game works and and just stay on top of it because it's not going anywhere and it's going to be a big part of your life for the rest of your life. So how do taxes work? You know, first and foremost, taxes are a very complicated subject and I'm by no means a tax professional. I'm going to try to keep it as basic as I can while trying to give you a good amount of knowledge and value and, and deliver what I think I can for you. I know this might not be the most enticing subject, but having a high-level tax understanding can prove to be very beneficial throughout your life. Just bear with me. I promise you it's not going to be too bad. We're going to talk about it, make it nice, fun, light, whatever, and you won't be scared of taxes anymore, and that's a pretty big thing. For the majority of people that are listening to this podcast, I'm sure that you've gotten your parents to handle your taxes for you, and, and you don't really understand much at all, and that's totally fine. Either one, because you don't think you need to. You could. You just don't really think you need to. Or two somebody's told you don't make enough to file which is a misconception and again you're leaving money on the table by not filing so taxes like what are they well taxes are a compulsory contribution to state revenue levied by the blah 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 blah. i'm not gonna talk about that we know what taxes are it is uncle sam coming for his dues you know what i'm saying it's it's the man coming for his taxes it's it's the government taking money from you you know to fund the country or the province or whatever the region is that's what taxes are and generally speaking taxes are collected through two ways one through your income two through the sale of products so that's 999 plus tax you guys already know what it is So with sales tax, there's generally two main types. There's GST, which is a goods and service tax. And some provinces have provincial taxes that are blended with federal tax called the harmonized sales tax or HST. So GST, goods and service tax, HST, harmonized sales tax. That's what they mean. You probably hear it all the time. It's just taxes at a federal and a provincial or a blended level. And why am I telling you that? Well, it's just a tidbit of information and also you're gonna be able to get a credit back based off paying that. So we're gonna talk about that later on as well. Okay, so filing your taxes. Uh, How does does filing work? Like what, what, I don't even, what does it mean, right? First in Canada, what we do is we figure out the total income of the individual and how much you will be taxed will be based on how much you made based on the different tax bracket. I'm sure you've heard of this term before. So income can take many forms, employment income, investment income, commission income, retirement income, and you'll pay taxes based on your income at both the federal and provincial levels. So in Canada, the tax system is progressive, and that means that the different portions of your income get taxed at different levels rates. When you make a ton of money, you don't just get, I'm in a higher tax bracket. All of my income is subject to X percentage of taxes. That's not how it works. Each portion of your income is segmented and that portion is taxed at a specific rate. So what does that mean? So let's walk through an example, super, super slow, and I'm gonna make up some numbers and some brackets for example's sake. Let's say that your income is $10, right? And the different tax brackets are one to $4 at 15%, right? The first bracket of your income is at 15%. Four to nine is the second tax bracket, and that is at 20%. And then nine to 13 is the third tax bracket, and that's at 25%. So you made 10 bucks, you're ballin'. You're out of this world ballin', right? So how would you be taxed? Well, because you made $10, you maxed out the first tax bracket, the first $4 of your income is going to be taxed at 15%. From $4 to $9, since you've maxed out that bracket, that portion of your income is going to be taxed at 20%. And because you fall slightly within the third tax bracket, but you don't max it out, that one dollar that is within the third tax bracket is going to be taxed at 25%. Once you get those three numbers, you add them together, and that's what you owe in taxes if there's no deductions or credits, which we will get into later on in this episode. But very, very basic, that's how it works. So different portions of your income are taxed differently. Okay, so you may be thinking, so does that mean you ever reach a point where you're at a too high of a tax bracket where it's not worth it to keep working? No, because, each portion of your income is marginally taxed and that means that it's always in your best favor to work more to earn more because you're getting marginally more money technically speaking you're always making money you're never losing money by making too much so if we're going to step into a more difficult example let's say you make 100 grand from your job at the federal level the first 47000 ish dollars of your income are going to be taxed at 15% from 47000 to $95,000, you are going to be taxed at 20.5%, and then the remaining 4500 that falls within the third tax bracket will be taxed at that third rate, which is 26%. So it's the same as the $10 example, it's just with bigger numbers and different brackets, but the way it works is pretty much the same. So. Provincial governments got to get theirs too, and, and that it works in a similar way. Different brackets, charge at different rates. Yeah, it feels like they're sucking you dry, but it is what it is, and that's how it works. And at least it's not like just one bad rate. So if you were to add up all the income tax owing over how much you made, technically speaking, you could find your average tax rate that you're getting taxed at. Okay, great. Now I know you know, how much of my income they're going to take, right? But like, aren't there deductions? Like, like how does that shit work? I've, I've heard that in, on TV once. Ah, perfect, imaginary person. I am so glad you asked that. Once you've figured out how much total income you have from your different sources, you or your tax professional will apply what is known as deductions. So deductions are items that can lower your total income so you can find your taxable income. So this may actually effectively lower what brackets, you know, the brackets, the different portions you belong to. So say for example, I'm making 100 grand, but I get $20,000 in deductions. That makes my income that's subject to tax the income that's actually going to be taxed down to 80,000. So that drops my bracket down. I, I fall out of that third bracket and I get taxed at a very rate. So it's saving me taxes. So it's a, it's a tax break. It's called a tax deduction in Canada. So there's a long list of deductions for various things. So common ones include savings plan deductions like your RRSP, which you may not know what that is and that's fine, but that's just a deduction, family care deductions, and ding 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 educational ones, which I'm sure you can relate to. Okay, so I apply all my deductions to the total income I made, and that's my taxable income, right? So does that mean that the percentage that they tax me at, the different brackets, that's how much I pay in taxes, right? Well no, because there's these things called tax credits, which effectively lower your tax owing. So you may be asking, like, what's the difference between a deduction and a credit, aren't they? Making you pay less in taxes, and it's like, yep, 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 you're absolutely right. It is reducing your tax burden, however, it's doing it in different ways. So a tax deduction reduces the amount of income that is subject to being taxed, so it lowers the bracket potentially that you belong to. But a tax credit reduces the amount of tax owing, so the actual dollar figure that you would give to the government, it reduces that specific amount. Again, that might sound like it's very similar, so let's walk through an example to show it. Let's go back to our 100 grand example. If I made 100,000 bucks last year and I got that $20,000 worth of deductions that we said earlier, that would take my taxable income down to 80 grand. And that would effectively lower me into a lower tax bracket. So I'd only belong to two tax brackets now, which is nice. Let's say that I calculate the 15% of one portion of my income and the 20.5% of the second portion of my income and I get about five grand. You know, I owe $5,000 in taxes. Well, what a tax credit does is it's similar to a deduction, only it's multiplied by your lowest tax rate. So what does that mean? So again, we've got our 80 grand and we owe $5,000 in taxes in this example. If I have a $10,000 tax credit that I can use, what I would be doing is multiplying that 10 grand by my lowest tax bracket, which is 15% federally. Let's say it's a federal tax credit, multiply the ten grand by 0.15 to represent the 15%, and that would equal $1,500. So I would take that $1,500 and I would subtract it from the actual tax money I owe to the government. So if I owe $5,000 and I get a $10,000 credit, I'd multiply the $10,000 credit by my lowest tax bracket, which is 15. dollars I get $1,500. I subtract the $1,500 from the $5,000, to get $3,500. It's a lot of numbers here, but a deduction reduces your taxable income, credits reduce the actual taxes, like the actual tax number you owe, and it's multiplied by the lowest percentage you belong to, 15% federally, 5.05% provincially. So with these deductions and credits, when you or your tax professional are filing your taxes, make sure that you research the different credits that you'd be eligible for. It's very, very crucial that you get every single deduction and credit that you can because it's a very effective way to save money. And the CRA really doesn't care if you miss out on a deduction that helps you save money. They care when you owe them money. So they're not going to tell you if you missed the applicable deduction. So it's on you and your tax professional to lower how much you're paying in taxes. So a lot of the tax credits actually you may have seen before if you've ever filled out a tax sheet at the start of employment. You know that sheet that they give you? It's got like 11000 something at the top in bold black, and every little thing under it is blank, and you just have to fill in how much you belong to, how much money you pay, or whatever. Those are tax credits, and that's what employers do to figure out how much they should deduct from your paycheck, how much you pay in taxes off your paycheck, and keep to give to the government. That's why a lot of the time your employer will overly deduct taxes for you and you actually end up getting a tax refund because most of the taxes have already been deducted from your paycheck. So it's both provincial and a federal sheet that you would fill out at the start of your employment. Okay, great. So that's awesome. I figured out how much income I have. I've maxed out all my deductions, figured out all the tax credits to lower the amount of tax I owe. What if... I have more credits than tax owing. Am I just gonna get all those credits back? Like, is that that how that works? Unfortunately not. The majority of your tax credits are actually non-refundable, meaning that even if you apply them and it reduces your tax liability past zero, mathematically speaking, you're not gonna receive them on top of your tax refund if you have one. However, there are a few refundable tax credits which are a beautiful, beautiful thing. These tax credits would be paid out if it reduced your tax owing past zero. The most applicable is the GST HST credit, which I will dive into next. Okay, so what are GST and HST credits? Well, okay, well, let's remember how Trudeau and the gang get us, right? They get us through our income and they get us through sales. Now, because of Canada's progressive tax system, the government introduced the GST HST tax credit to reimburse some or all of the federal portion of sales tax to low income households. Now, for all my students out here, my young bucks out here, you're goddamn effing right we're low income. Hell yeah, brother, give me that schmool. I want all of it. I want all of it. (laughs) The amount of the credit is based on each family's net income or each person's net income, plus the amount of dependent children. The CRA actually doesn't consider this credit taxable income. So again, it's just money that you're gonna get Every time you file your taxes, you're actually automatically applying for a GST, HST credit. And so a lot of the times when you don't make too much money, you're going to get it. That's a few hundred bucks every few months. So it's a great, great benefit. You definitely don't want to miss out on it. You may already be getting it. You might be those random checks that you get from the government and it's like, oh my God, free money. That's probably what it is. It's the GST, HST credit that you're getting because you filed in the past, so super dope stuff there. The thing about this tax credit, however, is you must file a return for the tax year prior to the credit payout period. So there's this thing called backfiling and in Canada, you can backfile, which means you can file taxes for several years ago, maybe like 2013, 2014. I think there's a limit. I think it's about like five to six years. I may be wrong on that, but for the GST HST credit, you only get it if you filed for that year and it's the previous year. So for example, if you're filing 2019 this year, you file it, you may be eligible for the GST HST credit. But if you file right now for 2018 return, you're not going to get the GST HST that you would have got if you filed last year. Another cool tax credit is the climate action incentive. So in a few provinces, Alberta, Ontario, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba, there's a provincial tax credit that you or your tax professional will come across and it's it's like free 100 bucks just for being over the age of 19 and having a low enough income. It's really important that you look into all the credits and deductions that you're eligible for because again, it not only could lower your tax burden, but it could be just money in your pocket.
1: Money, money, money.
0: Lastly, and this is kind of like a higher level sort of strategy, but some credits can actually be carried forward. So, for example, if you have tuition credit, that's prob- that might be one of the ones that you've heard of. The reason students don't pay taxes most of the time is because when their parents file their taxes for them, they use the tuition credit towards their income, it completely offsets it, and you get all the income taxes that have been deducted from you back. So some of these credits can actually be carried forward. So if I had tuition in 2018, I might not use it this year because I'm going to wait until I got a job when I belong to a higher tax bracket so I can use that tuition credit to offset my income and bring my tax burden down. And my tax burden is just basically how much I owe in taxes. And so I might use it when I'm at a higher tax bracket to pay less because it just makes sense. Because I'm not earning anything now, I might as well use it later to offset it when I'm owe oh, more taxes. And some families set it up where the parents use the tax credits of their children, such as tuition credits, to lower their tax burden. And so it's it's kind of a complicated scenario. Personally, I think it's it can get a little bit hairy because sometimes the government can come out and say you can't use this credit anymore towards your income tax. So uh, I don't know. It's personally I think you should use as much tax credits as you can right now, lower your burden if you want to carry it forward and reasonably so that you'll be able to, and it makes sense to lower how much you're gonna be paying in taxes, then that's fair. But personally, I think I just use all the credits I can right now, whatever I have left, I just use it next year, et cetera, et cetera. So it's up to you, a little bit of a tax strategy that some families actually do. Once you've figured out how much income you have and how much deductions and credits and everything, You'll come to a number, and that'll be how much you owe federally. You're also going to do this for provincial, and it's very similar. It's just at a much lower percentage and more lower tax bracket, so it's a similar sort of process. A lot of the times when you're filing, you're not going to have to do all this crazy math. And I'm going to talk about when, if you choose to file your own taxes, that you have to do none of this math at all. It's all auto-filled. And so don't worry about any of the math that you might have been kind of like, whoa, that's a lot. I never I'm never going to file my taxes. Don't worry about that. But once you finally figure out that number, that's how much you're going to get back or that's how much you owe. Then you have to do that for your provincial. It's the, pretty much the same process, but just at a much lower percentage of the brackets. So you figure out how much you're going to owe provincially through your provincial deductions, provincial credits, etc. And that number, put it together and that's your tax owing. Right now, does that mean you have to pay this? Probably not, because your employer has likely withheld more than they needed to, which means that you're probably entitled to a tax return. Now in some instances, if they didn't withhold enough, then yes, you may owe taxes, but this is rare as most employees actually deduct too much money, which I will also touch in part two on how to prevent that. So now you will have figured out your tax owing or tax refund along with some beautiful tax credits, hopefully. By ensuring you or your tax professional file your taxes correctly, you can ensure that you get all the money you are entitled to, or paying as absolute little as you need to. So logistically speaking, how do you actually get your money? I recommend making a CRA, my account profile, which I will again touch on in part two and enroll for direct deposit. You can actually do this if you're paper filing your taxes as well. And basically you give your direct deposit information for your checking account, bank account, whatever. um, And then they will just periodically Give you your tax return and then give you your different refundable tax credits like the gst hst credit as well
1: so this marks the end of part one just want to apologize for the audio quality drop off here i had to record this last little part at my home with my uh, home microphone so apologize for that, but thank you so, so much for tuning in. Essentially, we went over why it's so important to maximize every single deduction and credit you're eligible for and why being aware of your tax scenario can really, really help you put more money in your pocket. Part two is coming soon. I'm going to go more in depth on what you can do, how to actually file your taxes if you want to take it on, which is definitely doable for you know young adults, given that lives aren't too, too complicated yet. And some other really cool, effective, value-packed things later on. So, Nate Kennedy, New Money Podcast, Episode Four, Part One. We're out this mother, man. We're keeping rolling. We're keeping it going. Holla at your boy. Appreciate all the love. Appreciate all the respect. I'm out this mother. Peace.